It was in dying that Christ destroyed our death, and it is in rising that Christ restores our life. Christ will come again in glory, and as in baptism, Jeff put on Christ, so in Christ may Jeff now be clothed with glory. Here now, dear friends, we are God's children. And what we shall be, well, we really just don't know. It hasn't been revealed to us, but we know this. We know that when Jesus appears, we shall be like him, for that is our hope, and that is our promise. For Jesus said, I am the resurrection, and I am the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, yet shall they live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die, for I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I died, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I hold the keys of hell and death, and because I live, you shall live also. We've gathered here on this day where we all would have other places we would rather be, but we've come here because we don't know where else to go. When we are grieving, when we are mourning, and even when we are celebrating life, this is where we come, to be in God's house and to be surrounded by people who love us, people who embrace us. And we're here today to praise God and to celebrate Jeff's life. Now, you can um, read the obituary, and, and you would find out facts and uh, things about Jeff, maybe some things you knew, maybe some things you didn't know, uh, but you, you really wouldn't know Jeff from this. Because how do you sum up um, his life in a few words? Because it doesn't talk about his love. Doesn't talk about his faith, his devotion, those things that made Jeff who he was, which brought us out here this morning. And so we come here, and together we acknowledge our grief. We acknowledge that we have lost someone very special to us. And our prayer is simple we pray that God will grant us grace so that in pain we might find comfort. In sorrow, we might find hope. And in death, we will find resurrection. Psalm 23 is a different psalm in the book of Psalms. Many of the other psalms talk about praise of God or they talk of times of extreme strife and struggle. Psalm 23 is one that we use in terms of comfort and strength in times of tribulation. Its words are peaceful and calming and reflective. And so we use that as an affirmation today. So I invite you to, as you are able, stand as we affirm our faith using Psalm 23. Will you share with me? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You may be seated. Hear these words from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most gracious God, we know that your love never ends. Because when everything else around us fails... You still are God. And so we come together this morning and we pray to you for one another in our need. For all anywhere who mourn with us this day, we ask that you surround each of us with your love and with your presence and with your grace. Whisper words of hope into our ear. And let us feel not only your love, but the love of those who are around us. We pray, God, that for those who doubt that you give light to those who are weak, may you give them strength to all who have sinned, offer mercy, but most of all to all of us who our sorrow, uh, fill us with your peace. For a short time, or for a long time, you have uh, allowed us to share life with Jeff. You've allowed us to laugh and to cry. You've allowed us the good times and the not-so-good times. But through through it all, you have allowed us to be together. So it's with hearts that hurt, but also hearts that rejoice, that we offer Jeff back into your arms. Hold him tight until that day where we can all be together again. We give you thanks for Jeff's life. We give you thanks for his faith, for his devotion, for the way he laughed and the way he loved. We ask all of this in the strong name of Jesus, who loves us and who teaches us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old Till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. On that old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it on dark Calvary. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. One of the things that makes the Memorial service, um, well, makes this Jeff's and not mine or not yours, is we hear from a close friend uh, about reflections of the way Mike experienced Jeff in ways that maybe we all experienced him. Uh, but I'm going to invite Mike Price to come up and to share with us his understanding and his relationship and give us a glimpse into maybe a different part of Jeff. Mike? What better way to get to know someone than through membership in a book club and by fishing together? I met Jeff in May 2002 at a book club meeting and we started fishing together in November 2003. In the book club, we clearly saw Jeff's interests, what, what his interests were by the books he recommended. 
Texas history, dogs, and the sea. We had many tangential philosophical discussions that were triggered when discussing books. One night, two of our members got into a very heated argument about politics. They got so distressed that one of them quit, which may have dissolved the club. But Jeff, through his quiet sense of diplomacy and careful choice of words, rescued the situation and the book club continued. Jeff was in his element when he was fishing. He would wade or kayak, paying careful attention to any sign that would put a fish on his stringer. He absolutely beamed when he loaded that stringer with trout, redfish, or flounder. And he was knowledgeable about being safe on a boat also. One morning, before sunrise, we were in the intercoastal waterway set to go through the locks in my boat. A barge was coming at us, and the captain of the tugboat pushing the barge hit his horn five times, the signal for danger, get out of the way. I had the kill switch attached to my wrist, and I inadvertently pulled it and killed my engine. So we were in the dark, fixing to get run over by a barge, and I couldn't remember how to re-engage the switch. Jeff calmly reached over and corrected the problem, and we moved to safety. We had a few more harrowing experiences, but many, many more great days immersed in the, immersed in the process of seeking fish while surrounded by the wonders of nature. Through all these years of fishing and being in the book club together, we traveled, shared meals, and had many conversations. Janet, my wife, and Scout, our dog, came to know and love Jeff along with me. <clears throat> Jeff took care of Scout when we traveled, and his house was the only place beside her own home where Scout was happy. And about dogs, Jeff said, dogs are people too. Rest in peace, my friend. Wings. 
bear you on the breath of dawn, make you to shine like the sun, and hold you in the palm of his hand. You need not fear the terror of the night, nor his arrow that flies by day. Though thousands fall about you, near you it shall not come, and he will raise you up on eagle's wings, bear you on the breath of dawn, make you to shine like the sun, and hold you in the his hand. For to his angels he's given a command to guard you in all of your ways. Upon their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And he will raise you up on eagle's wings, bear you on the breath of dawn, make you to shine like the sun, and hold you in the My favorite part of flying ever since they got rid of SkyMall is to uh, head down to the baggage claiming center after I get off the plane and just watch for a little while. I love to watch people, but I especially love to watch people as they come down the escalator at Hobby or perhaps George Bush Intercontinental. Uh, and, and as they come down the escalator to see their friends and their family who are there to greet them. It is a joy to watch the excitement on people's face when they catch a glimpse of someone they haven't seen in a while. Some people are holding balloons, some are holding signs, some are uh, holding flowers, but they all are excited to see one another. That's, that's kind of, in a, in, a, in a weak theological way, you know, when you have a, a theologian from Princeton sitting in the crowd, you get a little nervous about your theology. But in a, in a simplistic way, that's kind of how sometimes I like to think of heaven, right? That, that when we get there, there will be those people waiting for us. Some may be holding signs, some balloons, some flowers, but they will be there. And, and the first one that will be there in my mind will be Jesus, who opens his arms and says, welcome home, good, faithful servant. And I sure hope I get to pick 
who's in the front of the line after that because I would want my mom and my papa and my best friend John and a host of others to, to greet me and to welcome me home. I kind of uh, think that's what John, the gospel writer, wanted us to remember when he wrote about those last days Jesus had with his disciples. You see, Jesus had gathered his closest followers around, and, and you see the pictures, right? And there's always 12 men, all in their 30s, all looking sad. Uh, those pictures are wrong. <laughs> those guys weren't in their 30s. They were in their teens. They were celebrating, so there was no sadness. And in the middle of this celebration of Passover, the Jewish understanding of God being faithful and rescuing, Jesus stands up, and, and this is what he says. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, I don't know about you. Someone says to me, Marty, don't, what I'm about to tell you, just don't let your heart, don't, just relax. My red flags go up that something good is not following. And he says this, believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way of the place that I am going. I won't leave you alone. I'm going to be coming to you for soon. In a little while, the world will no longer see me. But soon, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And again I say, do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. We hear those words today. And we hear the promise that Jesus makes that I go to prepare a place for you. And I often wonder what that really means. And I often wonder if, 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 if that means that's where we're going. Why are we here? And I, I heard a, a, a professor one time say to me that, or to us that, that earth is a place to practice what heaven will be like. Earth is a place to learn to love. Well, if that's true, then Jeff was ready to go home. Because, well, he loved. He loved his friends. He loved his brothers. He loved his family, and most of all, he loved you. Jeff used to sit in the sanctuary uh, on my left, on the back row, right to where, when, and Matt, you understand this, I would walk up the aisle, and I would always get to shake Jeff's hand when he was there, in his words, making right with the light, all right? And Jeff would sometimes greet me with a smile, sometimes greet me with a little um, jab, because that's who we are. And, but he would 
always give me an update on the person who was most important to him. And then one day, after a certain book was published, Jeff made sure that I knew the book was available on Amazon. <laughs> and so as we sat there and talked, um, when we probably should have been paying attention to Matt singing, uh, we, we, I Googled the book. And I looked at Jeff, I said, I'm sure your daughter is brilliant. And I'm sure the book is captivating. But I may have to wait for the movie. Because I'm not spending $31 on the book. And Jeff said, I will get you one for free. I'm still waiting for the book. Or maybe just for the movie. But that's who he is. That's, that's Jeff. That's, he was a fisherman, which I am not. He was a hunter, which I am not. If you go into the house, the first thing you think you have walked into was a taxidermy shop. I wanted Jenny to bring the elk, but Gail, our business person, said no elks allowed dead or alive in the church. And he loved that, but that's not who he was. He loved to read. He loved being a lawyer. But because he was a hunter, a fisherman, a reader, or a lawyer, that's not why we're here. We're here because he loves. He loved us. And so we pulled ourselves in the morning to come here to celebrate that love. We could go around the room, right? And we could tell stories, and some of those stories would make us laugh, and some of the stories would make us cry. Uh, Jenny, some we could tell in church, some we should probably wait. But at the end of the day, they all have this one thing in common. Jeff loved. Unconditionally. Jeff wasn't perfect. None of us are. But his love for us, that was perfect. And the reason why I love this story that John writes is because I just try to imagine what it would have been like to be in that room and hear Jesus say, do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. And, and in my mind, and this may be right, it may be wrong, but it's what I believe, that, that at least one of those disciples, one of those young guys, thought back to another day where Jesus said pretty much the same thing. See, Jesus is on his way, and John records, Jesus is on his way to the cross. He's on his way to Jerusalem. And I, I tell this at every funeral because I think it's the gospel. And, and, he, and all of a sudden, he just stops, right? And he turns around, and he looks at these guys, and he said... He says, you guys, you guys will know trouble. And when Jesus said that, he wasn't talking about, you know, I can't find my keys. Or I can't get toilet paper at H-E-B. He's talking trouble. He's talking the trouble that when you have to call the police to find out why your dad's not answering the phone. He's talking about trouble when you get on the other line and you hear that, Someone you love has passed away. He's talking about the trouble that keeps you up at night, the trouble that won't let you sleep, the trouble that won't let you eat, the, the trouble that you have to remind yourself to get out of bed. That's the trouble he's talking about. 
somewhat trouble we've all felt, we've all experienced. And what I love about that passage is right after Jesus says, you know, you will know trouble. You know the next thing he says? But you will overcome. See, what Jesus knew and what he wanted those guys to know, what he wants us to know, is that trouble never has a last word. Death never has the last word. But that God always has the last word. And the last word God always speaks is a word of victory. Because in case you don't know how the story ends, let me, let me share with you. Spoiler alert. God wins. Love wins. Jeff wins. And I think it was because of that the Apostle Paul was able to write with such confidence that I am convinced that nothing, not life, not death, not things present, not things to come, nothing will separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. That is our hope. So we come here today to celebrate a life and to commend that life to God. A life that was... uh, Amazing, but sometimes painful. A life that had highs and a life that had lows, but a life that was breathtakingly beautiful. And we commend Jeff to the God who promises that I have prepared a place for you confidence and with assurance we know that Jeff is in that place and what I believe Jenny is on March 7th when Jeff breathed his last here he 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 was carried to the gates of heaven in ways that I can't even begin to explain or understand but what I know is that when he got there There was his God who opened his arms and said, Jeff, welcome home, good, faithful servant. And and right behind him had to be Betsy, who after he, she gave him a little tongue lashing about all the uh, stuffed dead animals in the house, gave him a hug, welcomed him home. And a celebration began that you and I cannot even begin to imagine. And what I believe is when we breathe our last tear, we too will be transported, carried to those gates, and we too will hear those words we long to hear, welcome home, good, faithful servant. And there will be Jeff to uh, welcome us home. And Mike, and he'll be there to um, show you the best fishing spots. And he'll be there to celebrate. Because what we know is God has a home prepared for all of us. And so it's okay to cry and it's okay to be sad, but, but know this. I believe today the very heavens rejoice.
because a child of God, a son of a king, has come home. That's what, that's what I believe. That's what, uh, that's what my faith is built on. And I, I happen to think that's what the gospel says. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have heard the word proclaimed and we are called to respond. Let us sing together. The words are printed in our bulletin, Amazing Grace. I invite you to stand as you are able as we sing together. people to hold hands with those people who are around you, but we are being told we're not supposed to hold hands, but if you're comfortable holding the hands of someone who is around you, link, don't link elbows, because that's apparently worse than holding hands. Um, we have, our, some of the ladies in the church have prepared a, a, a lunch-type, sandwich-type reception for you, and we made it easy rather than walk all the way throughout the building. Uh, we wanted to kind of contain it, because we could wipe things down and make sure we're safe and, and taking care of all our guests who are with us today. And so you just go straight down the hall and um, there's a room in there and I think I was watching the video, um, some slides of Jeff and his life. So I hope that you'll go down there. Um, Matt's gonna lead the family after the benediction uh, to, to meet you and greet you down there. So with that, would you receive this benediction? And now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace both now and forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, go from this place and may the peace and the love and the grace of God go with you. Amen.